Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio. Um, I guess we didn't want to, we didn't want to like fall in love with the idea of it being permanent, and it was smarter for us to, you know, come to terms with the fact that it was going to be temporary, even maybe long-term temporary. It was March of 2017 when Andrew and Edward Sen received a call from a social worker. It was a call they'd been waiting for for a really long time. The social worker told them that they'd been chosen to foster a set of premature nine-day-old twins who'd been born with drugs in their system. Now, at the time, Andrew and Edward had been hoping to enter a long-term private adoption, but they knew right away that these babies needed them. And we we had to care for them like they were going to be ours forever. It's what they deserved. It's It's what they needed. And we had the love to give. Yeah, it was easy to do. (laughs) You know, it wasn't a hard job, but at some point in time, just realized, like, we can't be nervous about this. We just have to go all in and, you know, this is our family for right now. And we don't know what the future holds. I'm Joe Piazza. This is Committed.
Andrew and Edward like to say they experienced love at first Facebook message, but Edward actually spied Andrew when he was conducting a concert at his church. Both men are church organists and musicians. I reached out to him on Facebook after the concert, and that's kind of how our friendship and then dating life began. So the event that I went to at his church was in May of 2008, and then we like met for, for real for the first time in person, like had our, our first date was July 1st, just six weeks later or whatever. How early on did you guys know this was it, that this was serious, you guys were going to be together forever? That weekend. Yeah, it seems I was 19, he was 29. So it seems kind of odd to have those feelings for me, especially for me. I think at my age, I was still in college and it was my first real relationship. But we just felt a pretty intense it connection. It was just an intense from connection the beginning. from the beginning. Yeah. At first, they tried doing the whole long distance thing. Edward was going to the Eastman School of Music in Rochester and Andrew was living in Philly. Finally, Edward just decided to transfer schools so they could be closer to each other. I, I think I spent too long saying I transferred because I didn't really like the program. That's true, but I also transferred to a different school to be closer to Andrew. So <laughs> I have a magnetic personality. <laughs> I have to tell the truth at some point, yeah. They got married on their dating anniversary, six years after they first met. At the time, gay marriage was legal in New Jersey, but not in Pennsylvania. Edward's godparents had offered to host a small wedding for the couple at their house in Jersey. And then marriage became legalized in Pennsylvania in, I don't know, June of 2014, whenever it was a few weeks before we, and we just decided, hey, our anniversary of being together is coming up. Why don't we get married? And we just kind of did it. We, yeah. um, it was a small ceremony in the chancel of Andrews, the church that he works for. And it was um, just the staff. It was just a small group of people. And I, I remember coming home and telling our neighbor at the house we used to live in, like, she's like, hey, what you guys do today? You know, we're checking in on the sidewalk. And like, we just got married. You know, it was kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> just, I don't know, it was just for us. You know, we, we, um, it was just for us. We just really enjoyed finally being able to make that commitment to each other. Andrew says they both knew they wanted kids from the very beginning. But Edward remembers it a little differently. I feel like when I met Andrew, I was 19 and I was already talking about kids. And I was, a, I would say, mature for my age. And he was 29 and a little immature for his age. So we kind of met in the middle. There you go. And I remember always wanting kids. And I just feel like he wasn't quite there yet. So it's not that he was opposed to it's it. It's not but. that I wasn't there yet. <laughs> It was just that, you know, I'm using air quotes here. The time was never right. Right. But Edward is really pushy. Yeah. And so he just kind of I said. I get what I want. Yeah, he, Edward always gets what he wants. It's time to do it. <laughs> and he pushed us into it. And it was the best push that ever could have happened. What I'm about to say is pretty obvious. But for two gay men, starting a family wasn't as straightforward as just saying, hey, we want to start a family. So they began evaluating all their options. We thought, do we know anyone that might be a surrogate for us? I think a lot of people are passionate about having their own children if they can. So we mm -hmm. definitely went down that route. And we um, did have a friend who um, we had a friend who offered had, us some eggs, but was not able but not to, to carry, carry the child. So we, so we sort of like roundabout did the surrogacy thing, and then it's very cost prohibitive. So... We were learning more about a private adoption or being foster parents. 
and discovered this wonderful agency in Ambler, Pennsylvania, Haven Adoptions, who was a private agency that was venturing into the world of being a foster, a providing provider providing agency. Providing foster care. Yeah, for, yeah, and training foster parents and going down that road, yeah. It's a really long road, and not for the faint of heart. There's lots of training. We were trained, you know, hours of training and classes, CPR certification, you know. Background checks. Background checks, character references from five different friends. So we tried to pick people that, like, had kids because then they could write about how we were with their kid. As potential foster parents who were willing to take a child from newborn up to the age of five, they had to have their house ready for absolutely anything that came their way. You have to have, like, a change of clothes for every we, age. Yeah, we were pre-approved for, like, a child age, like, newborn through five. So we had to have an outfit or two for kind of each stage of life. We had to have a crib, but then that could be converted into a toddler bed if we got a four-year-old or whatever, you know. So it was kind of like... You have to be sort of prepared for everything age-appropriate. Yeah. So then you suddenly have to go out and scramble because when you're having your own child or children... Maybe you have a shower or something like that, so you kind of get some of the materials. So we had some things that maybe someone giving birth wouldn't have had, but then we were also kind of like unprepared in a number of other ways. So there were many, many late night trips to Target. Yeah, like, oh no, we need this, or, you know, at the very beginning. At the time, the guys were living in this little house in Germantown in Philadelphia. It was adorable, but tiny. The entire house was about 750 square feet. It was two bedrooms, one bath. There wasn't even a bathtub in the bathroom. It was just a stall shower. The second bedroom, which we had set up as the kids' room, was really, really tiny. It was like seven feet by 10 feet. So, And there was one crib in there because we only thought we would have one. But then the foster agency called and said they had a set of twin four-year-old girls. Edward and Andrew had to completely scramble to find a second bed, but suddenly they became parents. The first night together was really exciting, finally having kids in our house that we were in charge of and taking care of. The next day we had to go to court, you know, to sort of like make the placement official. And there were some behaviors of the kids that just came out and we were we were kind of like, this doesn't feel right. You know, it was just a bit a bit of a shock to our system. There's different kinds of foster parents. Like there are people that are more trained in trauma for older children or and therapeutic. Therapeutic, yeah. But we said, you know, we would we'd keep them in but our we'll, care we'll, until a, a, a more suitable foster family can be found, which took a day. <laughs> so Yeah, so we had them for one more night after that. And we were torn up. I mean That was, was that was really the hardest decision I think we've ever made. Yeah. We felt relief because it didn't feel right, but we felt as though we had made a bad choice. Like, I guess we're not cut out to be foster parents. We we didn't survive this first placement. Or that we, in some way, weren't being there for the girls that we should have been, you know, only having known them for 24 hours. That was October of 2016. Andrew and Edward did a debriefing with the social workers for Haven Adoptions and foster care, and they decided maybe they weren't cut out to be foster parents. They thought it might be better if they chose the path to private adoption, even though that was even more time-consuming and incredibly expensive. So we started doing some fundraising, which we didn't need to do for foster care. So we had to sort of figure out some things. We started like the equivalent of a GoFundMe for an, an adoption for those fees that we would 
have coming up eventually. We had to sort of alter our home study information a bit to be more appealing to a birth mother choosing us as opposed to just like a social worker from the county saying, this family looks good, you know, so it was more personal maybe. In a way, you're kind of putting advertising together for yourself. You're marketing yourself for birth mothers. Yeah. So we were sort of going down that road for a while and still had everything in our house that we had needed for the foster placement, you know, and we we didn't like get rid of anything. We were told, you know, maybe we'd be able to have an infant in 12 to 18 months. So we just said, well, our house is ready. We'll just keep it set up and just kind of wait for this to happen. And then in March 2017, the couple got a call. That call we talked about in the beginning of the episode. More after a quick break. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Andrew and Edward had made the heart-wrenching decision that they weren't cut out to be foster parents. They were on the path to a private adoption when their old social worker from the foster agency called them completely out of the blue. And said, you're going to kill me. I know you backed away from fostering, but there are these twins in the hospital, premature babies, and they're looking for a foster family. It will certainly be a long-term placement. Andrew was out of town for work. I wasn't even in town, and so we were having these 
intense. not heated, but very intense conversations over the phone, you know, a, a thousand I, I miles apart. Pushy. This sounds right. We should <laughs> do this. We should say we want to accept the placement. And Andrew was being cautious. You know, I'm out of town. Does this seem right? We didn't want to do fostering. And I'm like, we want Again, the Edward's very yeah, pushy. So. <laughs> <laughs> there were definitely some heated moments, more on my part than on Edward's part. I was just initially really uneasy with going into something this big and not even being home. But, you know, Edward's a big boy and I trusted him. <laughs> I remember saying, like, I just think these babies need us. That was kind of one of my talking points. I just felt like our social worker wouldn't have reached out to us for an opportunity that she didn't really believe would be worth it. So I was trusting the agency we were working with and our social workers. I mean, there were other people, you know, doing this training with us at the same time. So it's, we weren't the only people that they had. Yeah, we weren't the only option. They had other people they were considering this placement. So they really felt strongly that this would be a good match for us. Suitable for us, yeah. So we did decide to say we would be willing to accept the placement, and then we were chosen to accept them to be their foster parents. Andrew was out of town. It was like a terrible time in terms of, like, scrambling. But they had to spend some time in the NICU, which ended up being a really, really great thing. Not only did it allow me time to finish up my trip and get back home but edward was able to start going to the hospital and visiting with the babies and then when i came back i was able to go with him and nicu nurses are amazing yeah we were coddled by the nicu nurses and they really one in particular special to us um shout out to barb exactly and again that's something we felt we benefited from i mean i think i had changed a diaper before but like but changing diapers but we were like taught how to do it on a two pound baby is a lot different (laughs) from changing diapers on a full-term baby one of them needed an ig tube so she wasn't great with her bottle yet so like we were instructed on how to be really patient and helpful for feeding and yeah we were grateful for the NICU stay because then when they came home we felt we were really ready you know as opposed to maybe it was really good preparation not being ready without that extra time when they first arrived in the NICU the girl twin arabella was just two pounds and the boy anthony was four pounds The birth parents were both struggling with addiction when the twins were in utero, and both babies had drugs in their system when they were born. We met the parents at at both discharges, actually, from the NICU. Mom and dad and paternal grandmother um, were there, and they were actually very kind to us at the discharge. I think both of us were there for Anthony's discharge. They looked a little rough. They had gone through some stuff, but they were very sweet. They were very, very appreciative of what we were doing. There was no blame or finger pointing at anyone. It was about as good as could be expected, actually. So we had him alone for about two weeks at home, and we were visiting the NICU. Like, one of us would stay home, the other would go visit her. And then when she was ready to come home, it was April Fool's Day, so she was released from that NICU. So I went and got Arabella, and uh, the parents were also there for Arabella's discharge. And again, it was very pleasant. It was a a little more emotional maybe with her because it was kind of, you know, the last time that they were going to see both of their kids. 
Um, what we realized was when the kids were in the hospital, the parents could visit them freely because they were still, you know, they were, they were in custody of the county already and were heading into foster care, but the parents were still able to visit them in the hospital. So discharge from the hospital meant, I think it made the, the fact that the kids were in foster care much more real to the birth family. And, you know, it was something they had to come to terms with the fact that now the visits, to see their kids would be arranged by the county and supervised, and it wasn't as free as them popping into the hospital when they were able to. Suddenly, Andrew and Edward were alone with two babies. Well, the tiny house wasn't really a problem because they weren't really moving anywhere. Yeah, it was kind of, (laughs) it was fine for when they can't do anything. You just like stare at them and feed them and you're exhausted. It wasn't so bad, actually. It was pretty we just easy kind with, of, we each had one. Yeah, it was easy with our son. Like, he just, yeah, but for that for that brief time when he was home alone, it was so easy. Like, we just, like, would take him places and run an errand or one baby in the stroll. It was just so easy. And then when she came home, it was much more stressful and involved. And, you know, we got used to, like, you know, feed, change, nap, feed, change, like the little schedule we did with one. And then when you're doing two, you're like feed, change, nap, feed, change, nap. And then the other one's like kind of waking up sooner than you're ready for them to wake up. And I don't know, it was just, um, it was really different with two (laughs) Yeah, when we finally had both of them home. And I didn't technically have any like official leave time, but they were just like, take whatever time you need to get comfortable and get your life sorted out and all of that. So I was still working, but I didn't have to go into the office as much. Um, I just had the time that I needed to have, which was really, really wonderful. And then my church worked out for our first placement with those other twins. We hadn't worked out a leave thing. So that was kind of a mess. And then after that placement with my HR person, we worked out like what would happen for our next placement or adoption. And, um, I used FLMA, you know, like I could, yeah. So it was, you know, sick days and vacation time available to me, but I found that a nerve wracking way to be a parent because I felt like we didn't, I I did not get to relax into a lot of the early days of being a parent because I was basically working part time and the days I wasn't at work were vacation or sick days. And I was constantly nervous about like, I got to go to work, but then I want to be home with the kids. And it was, I found for me, I found it to be a very stressful and uneasy beginning of parenting that I wish could have been a little bit different. But we're past that now, so it's a distant memory at this point. My parents live locally about an hour away, so they got to be very involved at the beginning. Andrew's parents live in the Chicago area. We drove out to visit them when the twins were two months old, which was really special. And it was interesting to see how our families maybe were reserved with their affection for the twins or not, because as it continued and progressed for a long time we just thought about our emotions but we realized anyone that we welcomed into our circle and into the twins lives they also were vulnerable they were emotionally, you know, emotionally about attached what, what as was well. going to happen and you know would the kids be in their lives forever or would it also be a temporary thing for them too time for a quick break be right back
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Being foster parents is emotionally gut-wrenching. From the very beginning, Andrew and Edward tried to be careful to guard their emotions because it was always clear from the start that the twins' parental grandmother planned to try to adopt them. We didn't want to, like, fall in love with the idea of it being permanent, and it was smarter for us to, you know, come to terms with the fact that it was going to be temporary, even maybe long-term temporary. But it's impossible, right? It seems completely impossible to keep yourself from getting attached to these little babies. It was impossible. It was impossible. Yeah, it was totally impossible. We had to care for them like they were going to be ours forever. It's what they deserved. It's what they needed. And we had the love to give. Yeah, it was easy to do. (laughs) You know, it wasn't a hard job. But at some point in time, just realized, like, we can't be nervous about this. We just have to go all in. And, you know, this is our family for right now. And we don't know what the future holds. But how do you live with that level of uncertainty? I went to therapy for the first time for a long time. (laughs) Found a wonderful therapist who works with LGBTQ families and had worked in foster care in the Philadelphia area before. And um, for me, it was really helpful to have someone that wasn't my spouse to talk about it with. Like, I just, Andrew, when he, 
he kind of just thinks about things quietly on his own and I need to like get words out and just like talk through things. And it worked, it works for our relationship almost all the time. But for the level of uncertainty in the foster <laughs> placement, I think he was like, I can't take this like this repetitive record again. You know, it was like, so it was helpful for him to get a break from my kind of like, what if, what about that? You know, so someone, you know, I paid someone to listen to me and she was really helpful. <laughs> and, and the whole, the whole foster care journey, it's not, it is definitely a roller coaster, but it's not, you know, like an action packed roller coaster. Like it's something different all the time. Foster care moves really, really slowly. So things would you know, go great for a while and you would get used to whatever that routine is and then you would get some huge bump or some piece of news that would change things and it would just throw you for a loop and make you spin around and everything would become crazy and then you would learn to live with whatever that piece of information was for however many weeks and you'd become comfortable again and then another big change would happen. So it was just a lot of getting used to things and waiting around and then having some emotional hit. And then getting used to that. You know, and yeah. then getting used to that again. Yeah. 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 The goal of the foster care system is usually reunification with the family. In the early days of the twins' lives, the kids were picked up and taken for visits with their parents or their grandmother at least once or twice a week. The social workers hoped that their parents would eventually be able to take the twins back. And then... For a number of reasons, it was pretty evident that that was going to be a challenge. You know, the parents both struggled with opioid addiction and made strides at the beginning to try and get past it. But it was a serious addiction and they were just in a really low place when the when the kids were born. So then once it became clear that it was going to be super challenging for the parents to try and get the kids in their care, grandma really stepped up and she had to become an approved foster parent too. It wasn't just like, hey, I'm grandma. I'll take care of my grandkids. She had to prove herself and she did. And we still didn't get to know her for a little bit because neither side had hard feelings, but we were just like, we were hoping for one end result and she was hoping for another. And I remember at one doctor's appointment that she went to, she said like, I know you love the kids, but these are my grandkids and I'm not going to give up on them. And it wasn't mean it wasn't it wasn't even really uncomfortable when she said it you know it was just the truth and we said we know you do like we we love them too and we'll just you know like no one knew what was going to happen from that point on the county scheduled more visits with the twins grandmother so they could get to know her spend time with her andrew and edward were charged with taking anthony and arabella and picking them up from their grandmas that's when we started getting to know her it just felt really comfortable one of our social workers she kind of said, like, got to make this work, you know, try and try and do that. And, you know, really great. it's just, the best advice we could have gotten, which is good for the kids. I was very close with my grandmother growing up. This is their biological grandmother. We didn't want to be in the way of that relationship. The county conducts something called bonding assessments. These determine how well children are bonding with their foster families. The county said these kids are very bonded with yeah. the foster dads and obviously have a wonderful wonderful relationship with the grandmother and they had an outside woman assess the relationship with both sides and it basically proved that they had truly bonded to us as their parents but that this relationship with grandma was really meaningful and very important and that and it 
it helps show that we were passionate about it. And that's really one of the things that I think helped grandma realize we had become the parents. And she saw her son and daughter-in-law have their kids taken away from them. And she didn't want to have the kids taken away from us. And she felt that she would be in their lives and she would be grandma. And that we were, again, just very passionate and supportive of that relationship. Right up until that point, the twins' grandmother had been filing for adoption. But suddenly she changed her mind. She finally agreed that Andrew and Edward were the absolute best parents for these two kids, and she withdrew her application. And in the process of that, Andrew and Edward gained another family member. We did, yeah. We did. The day we adopted the, the twins, Grandma threw a party for all of our family at her house, and she had this big, beautiful cake of a photo with the four of us on it. She's told us before, family isn't about blood, it's about the love you can give. We've learned a lot about what that means from her. And, you know, so we, we see her maybe once a week or every 10 days, the kids sleep over, she babysits, she comes over here for dinner, um, we meet out at a restaurant, you know, just, just easy things, you know, and my parents live fairly nearby, but they can't swing over and help us for a couple hours. It's always really planned. We can be like, oh, we got to do this. Can you, like, can we drop them off? Or, you know, it's, it's, it's really nice. It's, it's convenient. It's comfortable. And we don't view her just as the kid's grandma. Like, we feel like we've gained another family member. It's just a big family. And, yeah. You know, they're, they obviously live here, but they also, you know, grandmom's house is part of their home as well. Yeah, so. they have their room there, you know, like they have their toys there, they have their routine there, and it's very comfortable for everyone. So that that's with grandma, and then their birth father is incarcerated for a number of years. We all have a really nice rapport that we've been growing for over a year now, and, you know, currently during the pandemic, they do Zoom video visits, so the twins have gotten to see him in that way a couple times. We visited him once up at the prison before all this happened and it was a really was wonderful really, that was really sweet to see actually. nice nice yeah. you know they were like not quite three at that point and we weren't sure how they would respond they had not seen him since they were like two months old we were waiting at a table with him to come out with some like coloring and materials and he just came out and they just instantly felt comfortable with him and were coloring and talking and it was just a really special nice thing you know and we always say a lot of people maybe aren't comfortable or think this is crazy. How can you do that? You know, get to know him or let, let all these biological family members in. Because I think there's a lot of bad adoption stories. And then older adopted kids like are desperately searching for these, you know, biological answers. So our kids will never, you know, we're two guys like at some point in time. At some point in time, they're gonna it's realize, going to be pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. so uh, we're not hiding anything about how they came to be. And uh, they'll let us know when they're ready to learn about some of the like nitty gritty details. But for now, we just have this, what we view as a really wonderful, big, extended group of people that just love and care about these babies. Parents going through the very slow roller coaster of the foster system, 
and then getting the family they always wanted in a completely unconventional way has brought Andrew and Edward closer together. I think we're more on the same page about things. Our individual personalities that we had before with me being the more in inward personality and Edward being the more dramatic one have maybe been amplified a little bit. You know, there's a little bit of bickering here and there like any normal family, but there's also a lot more together time. It's all wonderful. Circling back to how I always felt that maybe Andrew wasn't quite on board with wanting kids or not quite ready when I wanted them or to start that journey. The minute we got them, he just flourished as a dad and it was wonderful for me to see. And in some ways he was more comfortable or better at certain parts of it than I like I was kind of like what he's so good at infants like I thought I was going to be the like infant whisperer and he's all like no I got this you're good you're all stressed out like go for a walk get out of the house I have more patience with toddlers oh that's definitely but true. the very beginning when it infants was just, are easy except for the waking up in the middle of the night yeah. they're totally easy We're toddlers are a whole, us, yeah. whole different ball game. <laughs> it was fun to see the other one flourishing as a parent and it definitely brought us closer just because we love being together as a family and doing things together as a unit. This episode was hosted and reported by Joe Piazza with special thanks to Edward and Andrew Sin. It was produced, edited, and mixed by Ramsey Yunt. The executive producers are Joe Piazza and Tyler Klein. Theme song by Tristan McNeil. For comments, suggestions, or to be part of the show, give us a call at 404-996-1173. That's 404-996-1173. Or send us an email at joe at committedpodcast.com. That's jo at committedpodcast.com. You can grab a copy of Joe's book, How to Be Married, on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Committed is a production of iHeartRadio and produced in our studios located in Atlanta, Georgia. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you.
Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.